Hey there, Vlad here. Before we jump to our favorite kind of amp talks of 2021, just want to say thank you for an awesome year and I hope you enjoy these kind of this collection of amp news we covered over the year. We picked some of our favorite stories and just cool amps we talked about. And as always, all the links and ways to support what we do in the show notes as well. Have fun. Cheers. All right. So one of the things that I guess happened this week was this week, like Friedman released a new amp, and I'm pretty sure it's called the Mini B, not B mm -hmm. Mini, <laughs> which would be also kind of fun. No. <laughs> But yeah, mini no, it's the, yeah the, the mini be head yeah head good, yeah good, good point which basically is like this uh 30 watt mini thing that produces the be sound like i guess that's the yeah. most famous amp do you what do you think is is that the like the best known amp i would say it's the most famous friedman amp these days like yeah. And I think for me, and I think for quite a lot of other guitar players that I know, the, the BE100 Deluxe head, the newest version of that amp, is one of the dream amps that you'd love to own because it just mm. can do everything. And it costs, I think, about $4,000, $5,000 or something like that. So it's the best of the best. And it's like, it's something that if you win the lottery, you might consider going for, or if you have a lot of disposable income. But yeah, the BE is probably the most famous for me, as someone who plays a little bit cleaner, I also think about the Dirty Shirley as yep. being a great amp. I have the pedal as well. But yeah, the BE, the brown eye, I believe BE stands <laughs> <Yes>. for. <laughs> yeah, classy. Keep it at classy. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so this amp is basically 30 watts. Uh, I think Dave Friedman mentioned on a, was it a Sweetwater's video where he basically said it's kind of like the uh, BE pedal plus like a Class D power amp and some tweaks. And that's the amp. It's what, what was the price? 300? In Europe, it's going to be, I think, 350 euros or something. So yeah. Yeah, if you consider what the pedal costs. Yeah, I just want to say, by the way, I think it's an excellent idea for an amp, but it looks amazing, you know? I think mini amps are, like, they're kind of a novelty, you know? And this yeah. is a novelty as well, but what an awesome idea for a, a present for someone who's right now just sat at home and wants a Friedman amp and for 350 bucks or whatever you can get this mini version. I mean, the pedal is 200, 230 euros, I think, over here on its own. So add 100 euros for a... 30 watt class d amp and this beautiful little package this mini friedman amp because it really looks like mm, a proper amp that got shrunk and it's it's a super cool idea I, i'm a real fan of it yeah i like it and like i also really appreciate the simplicity like just tone controls and the speaker out on the back and there's also an effects loop which i think it's a nice cool detail i know like uh hughes and getna sent me those mini amps nano series or something and i think uh, like half of the comments i got on that were like it's good i wish it had an effects loop people want their effects loops so 
Friedman man delivers. Yeah, I think not. Yeah, having an FX loop is a great advantage. Yeah, <clears throat> and a major disadvantage for the the amp companies that don't include an FX loop on a head like this, especially if there's no built-in reverb, because I think that's the main the main thing that people are looking for there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for amps like the H and K Spirit Nanos and the Orange Tiny Terra and some of the other tiny amps out there, this is going to be some major competition. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like, um, what's his name? One of the guys that always demos Friedman's is like a studio guy. Uh, uh, Michael Nielsen? Nielsen, yes. Yeah, so... He has a great channel. Yeah. And uh, In his uh, mini BE video, he actually mentioned that there's like a... a not a fail-safe thing, but like you don't need to have this amp plugged into a cabinet. I think you can even like run from the speaker out into your audio interface and then throw in a an input response, basically. So it's also like a great recording amp. And I think like yeah, exactly. Might... You you don't need a speaker. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it uh, even more fun because I love the idea of having like small amps on your desktop and just record right from there. Like plug it in, you're good to go, and. There's still like, I would guess there's still dynamics happening and like those mini amps nowadays, they like they also feel good to play and that, I like that a lot. Something that I like, it's something I'm missing when going digital. Like when I plug into a computer, I use a plugin. I'm not getting that same thing. So yeah, this thing sounds exciting. Like I hope to be able to try it out at some point. I yeah, me too. I mean. Yeah. Of course, if you like clean tones, it's nothing <laughs> for you because nope. you can hear on all the demos, even with the gain all the way down, it's still, you know, pretty crunchy. But who's buying a Friedman BE to play clean? You know, yeah. I think for what it does, it's amazing. And I, I would also love to try one at the earliest opportunity. Yeah, um, I guess in Europe, we'll be waiting a long time compared to America where they already seem to have it. And if I look on the websites yeah. of the stores over here, it says available in a few months. Yeah. So, who knows when we'll get to see one? Yeah, that's the reality of products being like US products coming to Europe. It just takes time. But oh, that's another question. Do you, yeah. Sorry, do you, do you think that Mini BE is made in America? Because that's something which is missing from all the, the texts. It's not written on the back of the amp. So I assume it's not. Most but likely I don't know. not. I would love to know if it was. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty like... sure if it was, it would say made in America on the back and it like all their other products, but it, it doesn't yeah. say that. So, yeah, but it's been—it's clearly been left out of all the, the marketing blurb and all the information on the website. It doesn't say what the country of origin is. So, yeah, weird. On the back of the amp, you have the the Friedman, logo. Yeah, and the little Friedman, company text, but it doesn't say made in the USA on it. So, yeah, if anyone's got one and knows where it was made. Let us know. Yeah. Not that it affects the quality of it for me. You know, I, I've worked for companies that have built in America, Europe, China, Asia, wherever. So I don't think that where something is built is necessarily reflective of quality automatically, but it would just be interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's like a rule in the EU that if you sell here, you need to tell the origin or like where it's manufactured. So maybe the EU versions will actually have that. Who knows? And Who maybe knows? that's why it's taking longer to get some over here. That Could that be. would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, what 
what's excited about this is also the fact that this means there will be more amps coming and like uh, I personally prefer Dirty Shirley maybe a bit more or even the JJ amp which is a bit kind of dark and thicker sound and like I've been fortunate enough to play a lot of those amps and yeah I think Dirty Shirley is a bit more in my ballpark and my guess would be that will probably be the second amp they'll put out. So yeah, that imagine the, cool. the whole Friedman lineup could appear yeah. as mini amps, and how cool would that be? And because they're part of the boutique amp distribution banner, mm. does that also mean that we might see some of the other brands coming out with mini heads just like this? Imagine a tiny Soldano. Imagine <laughs> the tiny Tone King. The options there, the the possibilities are wow. almost endless, and that would be that would be fantastic yeah. if it's pedals plus power amps as well. Imagine companies like Wampler. Could you have like a Panthe a Wampler Pantheon amp, which is basically the circuitry from that pedal, which I love, mm. with a Class D power amp stuck to it, and That'd that's another cool. option for an amplifier. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but that would be fantastic. I mean, suddenly we'd have an oversaturated amp market, even more so than it ordinary normally is at this moment in time. But still, that would be super cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think it just makes sense to build those on so many levels because uh, not a lot of people are able to afford the big heads. And like even, I think it's just, uh, it's a bit more than a pedal, sure. But I think you get the whole package because you get the amp that you can place on your cabinet or on your desk or whatever. And... It's one of those th things, like something that uh, Blackmagic, the company I used to do the live streams and stuff like that, they do where they create these kind of entry-level products and you and like they have this path where you gradually upgrade to a bigger and more expensive things. And this is a yeah. great step towards that, I think. <laughs> it's smart <laughs> from uh, the business perspective as well. But one thing we missed last week was Fender Tone Master Super Reverb. Uh, let's have it here on the screen as well. Uh, and that was a big thing to miss because it's a huge yeah. amplifier. It's a 4 yes. by 10 <laughs> Literally and figuratively as well. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, first of all, if you don't know what the Fender Tone Master range is, it's basically the... It looks like a Fender amp, but it has like digital things inside. Uh, it doesn't have tubes. No, it ha doesn't have tubes at all. It's like Fender has modeled their own amps basically uh, the idea is to create an amp that looks like a real fender in every sense but it's lightweight has some cool digital wizardry as well in it and apparently the like response for these has been great and this is i think this is the third amp in the range so there's the was deluxe river that i put out first and then there's a twin yeah, exactly. Yep. Super reverb, which is a freaking four by ten combo, but because it ha it's a digital one, it only weighs sixteen point thirty three kilos, which is something in pounds. But sixteen is very manageable for a big combo like that. Absolutely, and, and it's yeah. a solid pine enclosure as well. So would you consider that with all the speakers in yeah. it as well? It's it's a very, very nice thing to be carrying from your car into the gig in one hand, pretty much. Yeah. The, the thing that I've been seeing a lot on the forums that I read about these amps, people are very divided on them, and some people absolutely love them, 
and some people don't. And that, that's kind of normal, but these really seem to be divisive. And the one thing that mm. lots of detractors seem to be saying is that these Tone Master amps, they're like a modeling amp, but they only have one model. Yeah. You know? And I kind of understand that, yes. But I don't think these are aimed at people who want, you know, a quad cortex or a Kemper or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think they're aimed at people who want to have a genuine Fender amplifier. They know and love the old Volve tone amps, sorry, tube amps of yore. They want to have them. They want to have those sounds. They want to have those experiences, but they don't want to have the ear-splitting, neighbor-angering volume levels. They don't want to have amps that weigh 30, 40 kilograms. And they want also the option to be able to play it at a low level and plug it into their computer as well to record. They want a Fender amp in 21st century stylings. And for me, that's exactly what these are. And I will yeah. say that I haven't played any of them yet, but I also can't wait to try them out, especially this one, because 4x10 amps are quite rare anyway. And this one is probably going to have a massive girthy sound to it. And yeah, exciting, exciting. Yeah, Well yeah, done, the thing Fender, is for like, doing for, it. Yeah. Like, this is one of the few, like, digital amp things where I'm like really on board as like from the idea standpoint already though like based on the few videos I've seen there's been a few things that like uh, they like some of the drive pedals I think with the deluxe reverb they put out first like didn't sound good there was like something going on with the modeling where it wasn't that good but apparently okay. like I think I saw Phil McKnight's video like after like the first big update to one of those amps and it just got way better after that. And that's the cool thing. Like, they might not get everything right the first time, but you can update the amp because it has, like, digital brain in there. So yeah, that's cool. And exactly. also, I think, like, 4 by 12 by 10 is incredibly unpractical. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it must sound, like, amazing because it's such a huge amp. But, yeah, as you mentioned, like, carrying that around ain't gonna happen not with my back at least because that thing <laughs> would probably be like 40 50 kilos easily and this is 16 kilos and you can actually dial it to 0.5 watts if you want to so yeah exactly and 40, yeah and run an xlr from it as well with capsule yeah so so it's perfect for home use for studio use and i've also heard people saying that They've played it alongside originals, alongside tube amps as well. And this is a range of amps that sounds and also feels like you're playing the real thing. Mm. And those are obviously Fender fans who are saying that. And I haven't tried it myself. Sure. But again, if they can manage that, if they can pull it off, and if you get that genuine direct feel of playing an amp in a room, then it's going to be a winner. What do you think yeah. about the price? This one is one thousand three hundred pounds, I think, in the article. So that's about yeah. fifteen hundred euros, maybe. Yeah, that that's quite a lot to be honest. Because, I mean, we're still talking about the digital amp, but then again, four by ten means that like four speakers just add to the price quite a bit already. Yeah. And I don't know, like, if I would need one of these. Like, if I would get one of these, I would probably get, like, the Deluxe Reverb one, or maybe a twin. Yeah. Not this one. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. It's probably one of those amps where you need to go to the store first, 
you're going to try it, then you might be like, man, I just need to get one of these. And then the price doesn't matter anymore because it's practical, but you still get like that amp. Yeah. You get it, like, what, what do you think, think about like, the people? What do you think about the people who are saying that for the same <laughs> price, you could actually get the real tube thing? Especially if you went used. Sure, you probably could, but you couldn't do the things with those that you can do with this one. With this one, like if you're a gigging musician, you can have like you can use the speakers on the amp uh, as your monitor. Like you can place it, like angle it towards your ears, place it somewhere like on a box or something like that, and use that for monitoring. But you can also se send an XLR to the front of house and like you get the b best of both worlds basically types yeah. of things that you cannot do with the old amp uh i would guess this is a bit more worry free as well like if it it's fender so it's probably well built like no need to worry about tubes or anything like that when you're gigging and those are like really annoying to, oh like th those are something that you would actually worry about like if you're traveling a lot and you're loading up and unloading the gear and the tube sockets can break the tubes themselves can break if you live in a country like Finland uh, where it's cold like 70% of the year uh, like when you unload something from a van or something like everything is super cold and then you need to wait a little bit before it warms up before you can actually like fire up them and otherwise you're like in danger of breaking the tubes because yeah. of the temperature changes and stuff like that this is just so much more worry-free compared to that one. In yeah, many definitely. At least. But yeah, I mean, you t you certainly don't have to worry about tubes breaking. That's for sure. I do wonder what it would be like if one of these amps were to break. I mean, I guess a local tech couldn't fix it in the same way that they could fix a tube amp. But you know, these amps they shouldn't be breaking. And I guess you know, Fender has a decent warranty scheme, so you would be able to get it swapped out. Yeah, most likely. This looks yeah, so good. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I, I really wish that, well, local dealers close to me have started to open up again. So I can go back to music stores now, but I don't know of any who have, you know, the complete Tone mm. Master range. I would really like to go and check the three out next to each other and experience the differences and hopefully also against one or two of the original tube amps. Yeah, true. Uh I need to still, like, there's, there is a local Fender dealer here. I just, like, last time I was there, I was just shopping for bases, so I completely forgot to check the amps. But this got me intrigued, like, there's also a thing, like, compared to a mod, like a modeling unit, like a Quad Cortex or Helix or anything like that, you get the physical amp, you get the looks and the vibe compared to those. And if if you just use one sound... Anyway, this would be awesome. I would be interested also to take a pedal board there and <clears> do the, the pedal test because, yeah, you know, as, as you've said, if they don't take pedals well, then that's going to be a bit of an issue. But, you know, generally for me, Fender amps are very good pedal platforms, but because this is a mm. new thing, a digital thing, it might not. Uh, you know what? The local Fender dealer to me has both of the others in stock i might have to get on the road and check those out they have the uh, deluxe reverb and they have the twin as well interesting interesting if you end up doing that 
let us know. I'm really interested to hear. Yeah, I will. How they feel. But yeah, really, really cool release. Obviously, in Fender's own video, it sounded absolutely amazing. But then again, it's yep. Fender's own video. Uh, looking forward to seeing some like more independent reviews. Uh, let's move on to Bogner Ecstasy Mini. Did I even spell it correctly? I'm not sure. We'll find yes. out soon. You I did. did. Good me. Boom. And you have some personal experience on this thing. As we're going to prove on this video that we're going to play on mute here. Look, oh. there is Rich. He's two, two handsome guys can, checking out an amp there. Yeah, there's, there's two riches in this video right now. And <laughs> then there's also Victor, who's a friend of ours from Rescue Studios slash Rescue Gear. And yeah, based on the short video you guys put out, it sounds good. It just sounds really good. Yeah, it's a really good amp. And I was surprised at it a little bit because the article which you just flashed up very briefly is misleading because the Ecstasy is not just a high-gain amp, you know. It's an extremely yeah. versatile amplifier with a bunch of different channels and options. And most famously, Steve Lukather played one on many, many massive hit recordings. People like Steve Vai have played them as well. Yeah. And most people, like I said, associate Bogner with high-gain. But for me, this amp, despite being one channel, is a lot more than that. It does nice cleans, it does light crunches, and it goes all the way through to pretty heavy. But it's also not like, you know, it's not really a, a modern metal amp or anything like that for me. It doesn't mm. do super tight, heavy stuff. But there you go. There's already a bunch of different videos from different people showing it from sort of different angles and perspectives. But yeah, just to talk about this amp without any other context, it's 300 euros or $330. It's mm. got a 30-watt Class D power amp attached to it. So that's at 16 ohms, and it's going to be pretty loud. You could probably do small shows with it. You could play with a drummer rehearsed, for sure. But it has a bunch of different sounds in it, and it sounds great. And yeah, for that price, it's not much more than you would pay for some boutique distortion pedals. Mm. And this is now added to the Friedman BE Mini range, which we've already seen. And these companies all form part of the boutique amp distribution company and they've recently started a, a customer brand sort of portal for that called miniamp so if you go to miniamp.com you can see all the brands grouped together and there is the third one coming september the 23rd that one's coming out and that is going to be a really high gain amp that one that's coming i'm not allowed to say what it is yet but yeah if you google it you can see what it is because it's on the internet already anyway and there's a couple more I found out about at 42 Gear Street, which are coming next year, which are going to be really cool. So nice. exciting things coming from the Miniamp company. I mean, obviously, it's all made in China. It couldn't be made in America for that price. But in terms of like, you know, Christmas presents for guitarists or just, you know, another amp option for us. You know, you might say, Vlad, you do a lot of production stuff. I want that Bogner sound in my studio. Yep. 300 euros later you've got one of these and it will absolutely do the job because you can plug it straight into your recording gear as well. No problem. Very, very cool. Yeah, definitely. I like, as you mentioned it, for 30 watts, it's like loud enough for a lot of rehearsals, I, I'm going to say. Uh, I had a question about it that I just forgot, but like, um, 
it's just one channel with like a few mini switches, right? Yeah, it's got four different switches on it. So it's got the, the Variac <laughs> switch, which is, you know, the Van Halen thing, which sort of yeah. cuts the volume a bit, gives you a bit more gain. It's got a gain switch to plus or minus the gain. And it's got a couple of different EQ-based switches, which off the top of my head, I forget slightly. But the one's a pre-EQ, I think, and the other one is... It's a mid-boost or cut, the other one. So it's a very, very mm. versatile head. Nice. You know what would be yeah, possibly it... even better would be if they had the option to attach a foot switch to it, so all that stuff was foot switchable. That would be amazing. But I think that's not what this amp is about, you know? It's about yeah, being this about super cool, super they... tiny little thing. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to ask whether you could like, foot switch anything. But then again, all of that adds price, size, and so on. And that, as you mentioned, it's kind of... Yeah, exactly. That's kind of not the idea of this thing anyway, so... And yeah, there's even like an effects loop. Really cool. I like this series. Hope hopefully I'll get to try this out. And as in, as you mentioned, like we'll probably end up doing some sort of like uh, Christmas shopping list thing later this year. And I could see these being on the list because they're like imagine like getting like a box on Christmas and or like a birthday present or anything like that. My my birthday is in December as well, so like those two kind of always come together. Like Christmas and my birthday, less, they're, only, they're less than two weeks apart, so it's all, like my present season is December, and then it's all dark from there for the re- for the next 11 months again, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, uh, like that box, I then you get an amp instead of like a pair of socks and something, like that's really cool. So, yeah, and as you mentioned, there's more to come, apparently. Uh, I have my, like, guesses what the next one will probably be, or the next ones, I should say. Okay. Do you want to guess right now? Uh, I'm pretty sure there will be a Soldano one. There just has to be one at some point. They would be stupid not to make one, let's put it that way. And then there will be the Dirty Shirley one because that exists as a pedal as well. And I'm pretty sure that will be an amp that a lot of people will want to get as well. Because these are like, the B Mini is that kind of high gain, uh, not not like a brown sound, but it's like a Marshall type of thing on like steroids, a lot of steroids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this go- yeah, and this goes for more like, uh, you know, like maybe in like a Van Halen tone. Type of thing. So, like the Dirty Sheriff would be perfect as the third amp. And then the Soldano as well. And I think there's, I'm going to say somebody from Boutique Amp Distribution might have like a, yeah, at least Wompler has like Soldano pedals already. And because they're kind of putting a lot of the pedal technology into these, that would be my guess. You, by the way, don't have to like tell me whether I'm right or wrong because you might be contractually obligated not to say anything. Yeah, I've just been looking neutrally into the camera while you've been speaking. (laughs) So there you go. But actually thinking about it, Boutique Amp Distribution, they have a bunch of different brands, and you just said something really interesting, that they have lots of different pedal companies too. Imagine if they would start doing this for Wampler pedals. That would be super cool. Yeah. 
they could actually like uh, if if we go even further, like not just in integrating the drive pedals, but imagine them doing like uh, some sort of like uh, we're going to dive into the worship thing a bit later, like doing like some, some sort of worship amp, which, which would have like a clean channel and a drive channel, and then maybe like a built-in delay type of thing, all in one tiny amp. Yeah, I mean, so in this like video this... that we're looking at now, Victor was playing with the Wampler ethereal pedal. You can see it just at the mm. side on the on the cap there. And that's a very simple but very, very good-sounding ambient delay reverb pedal. Imagine yeah, exactly a kind like... of clean platform mini-amp with that built in. That would yeah, be pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. That would be the the really, options really there cool. are pretty much endless. Yeah. Orange Amps of UK has released a Super Crush 100 amp, uh, which is not a Valve amp. And based on the video I watched on our good friend Colin Scott's channel, aka CS Guitars, uh, it's basically the uh, Orange has this kind of pedal board. Thing. It's not a pedal board amp, but like an amp power amp that's designed to be used with pedal boards called Pedal Baby. So it's just a 100 watt clean power amp. And I've actually tried that one out at NAMM 2019. That's when it was released. I got to do a video with Orange on that and it sounded amazing. It feels great to play, like very, very cool dynamics and everything going on with that, and then you can run your pedals into it. So basically this amp is uh, a JFET uh, transistor preamp or like different kind of shades of that preamp and then that uh, pedal baby power amp as well, according to Colin's video at least. And based on his video, it sounds very, very orange. <laughs> orange amps do have their own sound. and They yeah. do. Kind of excited. This is a fairly budget-friendly thing as well. Six ninety-nine in dollars. Just going to quickly check if it's on Thorman already. Super Crush one hundred head. Four ninety-nine. That's a very decent price for an amp that's hundred watts. But then it also has like an XLR out that you can run into your audio interface. So that's cool. Oh, does it? That's good because yeah, that's something which Orange, I think, resisted for quite a long time. Yeah. It also, oh, so what else it also does it has have? a switchable reverb and there's an effects loop as well. So it has everything. Nice. Oh, so it's two channels, clean and not clean. <laughs> that's one way to describe it, clean and not clean. Yeah, okay. Less clean. Yeah, it. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Orange Amps sound. And this is basically like the drive sounds go for, which is probably the Orange's most popular amp, so the Rockerverb sound. And apparently the drive channel goes for that sound. So that's really cool. Yeah, and there's also a combo the version available. And which is, well, obviously more expensive, probably heavy as something, as all the orange gems are. Yeah, it won't be that heavy, though, because it's solid state. You know, there's going to be a lot oh, less true. weighty stuff like transformers inside the amp. 
And the combo comes with, I see, a Celestian speaker, a GH12150. So that's a decent speaker in it as well. That probably sounds pretty good. I mean, solid state amps have come on in leaps and bounds recently. I mean, I think the foremost among the bunch in the past few years has been the the Hughes and Kettner Black Spirit technology, which was exceptionally good when it came out Mm -hmm. and is still kind of a a watermark for lots of other brands. But we've recently seen companies like Quilter, for example, come out with some very affordable, very decent sounding amps, which I haven't played. And the Orange Crush stuff was always good. And now this Super Crush 100 sounds like it's going to be really, really good because the the Orange Pedal Baby on which this is based is a really great sounding piece of gear and very affordable as well. And to slap this into a 100 watt head or a 100 watt combo is going to be... It's going to be a great solution for people who want to gig with it, but also want to use it at home, thanks to the XLR out. Are you familiar yeah. with the Orange Cab Sim technology? Because that's what they're using in terms of IRs when you plug in the XLR. Uh, I don't think I am. I mean, I've had the Omic Teleport for many years, but that's not exactly the same. Um, no, um, this might actually be a new thing. They, they call it... Orange's CabSim speaker emulation. So perhaps it's something just explicitly designed for this product, but yeah, it better be good. I wonder is if what it's I'm digital saying. or analog. It doesn't. Well, uh, it'll be digital. Based on this article, sure. it's hard to tell. Uh, does it say? Yeah, it just same says CabSim on the Thoman website as well. So yeah, ninety nine percent of cases that would be digital. But that's okay. Yeah. Can you show us the picture of the back of the amp? Can we take a look at that? Sure. Where's the back? There you go. Yeah, the so there's... Can mm-hmm. we zoom in some? Balanced out and cab like you can with a ground lift control, I guess. We can't read I it. Guess so. it, could sw- it could switch the cab sim off or on. Yeah, could <laughs> it's be. It's too blurry. We can't yeah. read it. If you can actually switch um, the cap sim off, that'd be great. I'm guessing. I'm actually, hoping I think that's... I just read that it said um, cab back and it said open or closed, as if it's emulating a oh. closed or an open back cabinet, which w- would be kind of a uh, an interesting, quite unusual option to offer. But maybe we're reading mm. that wrong because it's basically impossible to decipher what's in the back of that yeah, picture there. That's true. <laughs> can you see the weight of the amp on this product page that we're looking at? 13.8 kilos, so that's decent compared so that's, to... Yeah, heavier yeah. than I expected for a solid-state head, although this is full-size, you know, this is not a lunchbox yeah. amp size. So no. 13.8 is doable. I mean, you'd be weighing in at over 20 probably for the full-size tube heads with the transformers and everything like that. So Yeah, or if you had the uh, Rockaway 32 combo as I did, that's like plus 30 kilos. Yeah. Amazing sounding amp, like amazing sounding amp, but my back disagreed with me. So, yeah. The interesting thing about this amp is it doesn't have attenuation. True. I wonder if you can but, play it via the XLR without having a speaker connected. I mean, I guess you can because that's uh, you the feature of be. most modern amps these days, but, which are non tube especially, but it, it doesn't say, does it? No, it doesn't, but I think Colin mentioned that in his video. And also, he also 
explained really well that uh, with a solid state amp, you don't actually want to run your master that high because it like it doesn't saturate. It's a clean solid state power amp. So like uh, solid state power amp distortion or like overdrive is not as desirable as on the tube amps. Well, it depends so. how good it is. And I mean, there are cascading gain stages in this solid state amp, so it is clearly built to to clip into overdrive at some points. I mean, I personally yeah, I'm just think that, talking like purely about the power amp section. That is because like that 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 apparently doesn't sound good if you like really push this amp. Yeah, well, it definitely so. doesn't on all the solid state amps. That's for sure. But um, yeah, yeah, I also feel that louder solid state amps should have attenuation modes like you know for example the black spirit 200 you can cut that down to two watts 20 or 200 mm. and with this one i think it would be practical to be able to cut it down to one five twenty whatever because then what you also have is the option to make the master volume control a bit easier to yeah to control true. effectively you know if if your maximum volume is one watt you can kind of really dial in the amount of volume that you need in a in a bedroom based setting for example if it's 0 to 100 watts if you're playing at home you're literally going to be right down at the bottom and at some point you're going to make a tiny adjustment a tiny little bit more volume and you're going to blow your head off so it's just yeah, that, it's, that it's that, that kind of thing true. yeah yeah definitely but this looks but great. Yeah, again like, another thing for us to try i guess this will be at the nam show but it should be because yeah. that's 9 months away <laughs> but one would sure hope. This says that it's available in one or two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, this guy, like this kind of thing, would look great on my shelf on like on the background of my videos. Yes, it would. Just saying, it orange. Looks fantastic. If you're listening, it I does. really like the way that it has that orange aesthetic. It looks like the classic full-size tube heads. Yeah, it really looks good. True. Oh yes, Diesel has finally released the VH micro amp head and it's part of the boutique amp distribution, some mini head series. And this is definitely a more high gain thingy. As you can see, the price is $2.99 at Thoman as of shooting this episode. And yeah, Rich has a video out on this thing featuring Trey Xavier from GearGuards and yeah. You know way more about this than I do, so please, let us know what is it. Well, you've already given us a very good introduction to this, and I feel like I'm having some deja vu talking about it, but yes, the Diesel VH Micro is finally here. It is probably the worst kept secret of all of the mini amps. Um, if anyone else has seen any of my other 42 Gear Street videos, I did one with the mini Bogner Ecstasy head and there was a stack of three mini amps in that video you had the friedman be mini which everyone knows about already you had the bogner and you had another mini amp that was kind of covered with a crude cardboard flap which we started referring to as the cardboard special and it seemed when i released the bogner video about a month ago that everyone already knew what the cardboard special was they were telling me yeah there's a new diesel mini head under there isn't there and i was like I can't say anything until the date in my head, which was September 23rd, which would have been last week. And they all seem to know about it. I googled Diesel VH Micro, Diesel VH Mini, and found out that, yeah, this amp had been effectively leaked in Japan for a few months. There's even a video, if you type it into YouTube, of someone testing out 
I guess, an early version of it or a prototype at some <laughs> kind of NAM event in January or something. So it's been around for ages and ages. But anyway, the Diesel VH Micro is here. It's a small version of presumably the VH4, the most popular or the most well-known of the diesel high-amp full-size tube heads. And it continues the mini-amps theme. So they have the Friedman, they have the Bogner, and now they have a diesel. Presumably there will be more to come because mini-amps is part of the boutique amp distribution series of companies. So there are other amp brands like Morgan that they have where we could imagine small things. There could be some mm. Wampler stuff made into amps. Who knows? But there's plenty more from Diesel, from Bogner, and from Friedman that will presumably be getting made into smaller sizes soon. And Soldano, of course. Imagine if they did a Soldano yeah. slow mini. Yeah. But anyway, Maybe so... Tone King? Yes, a mini Tone King. Now, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. With cleaner amps, it's kind of maybe less of an exciting thing to make a small, cheap version of something. But still, I would love to see a, a Tone King, like a Gremlin or something like that, even smaller. Mm. I would love to see a Friedman Dirty Shirley Mini. And if there is ever a yeah. Soldano Slow, which I'm 99.9% .9 sure there will be, I'd love to try that one out as well. But anyway, these are tiny little amps. They weigh a couple of kilograms. They weigh about four pounds. They have one channel. They're pretty simple. So the, the diesel VH Micro has... It has a volume control, it has a three-band EQ, it has a presence control, and it has a deep control for the for the lower parts of the tone, and it has a gain control. Obviously, that's about it. It's a 30-watt Class D power amp. It's solid state, obviously. You've got an effects loop on the back. You can plug it straight into a computer and record. I think, for me, what it is is a super cool way of getting whatever percentage that is of the full-size diesel VH4 tone into a tiny box and making it affordable for everyone. It's like if you really yeah. wanted to buy a diesel and couldn't afford it, this is the perfect way to dip your toe into that water and try out that amp. And Trey and I, as you can see from the video, we had a lot of fun tweaking the knobs, getting some different sounds out. He was playing this ridiculous Ibanez seven-string baritone, and it handled it pretty well. I think it sounds pretty good. I mean, I'm not really a you know, a baritone metal type player in my day job. But I thought it sounded pretty good. And I would implore you all to watch the video, see what you think. Vlad, I would like to see you try this amp as well, because I know that you metal a bit more than I do. I, I do indeed metal a little bit. And yeah, this is also like, the VH4 is one of the amps like Metallica is known for as well. So if you want to get like that yeah. kind of tone, uh, actually like, just before shooting this episode, I actually watched Vector uh, De Castro's video where he like really went for the Metallica thing. And yeah, it has that sound. So really cool little piece of gear. Like, yeah, the whole Microamp series is kind of exciting. I'm, I'm more excited about something like this compared to like a pedal that would kind of have that amp sound. So yeah. I mean, yeah. there are diesel pedals, for example, which cost roughly similar to what this mini amp head costs. So it's kind of like now, well, you could go for the pedal. There's a bunch of different diesel pedals. Or you could go for this amplifier, which is a totally different thing. I mean, they look super cool. They look a lot more expensive than they are. And they feel mm. good quality as well. And I just feel like it's a super cool little thing. I mean, for me personally, I do use a lot of pedals. I like pedals very much, but... I can totally see myself in the next year or so collecting a couple of these mini amp heads because they're just so cool yeah. and fun to plug in. 
And I don't think I'm ever going to be in the position where I would want to or where I would be able to afford the full-size heads. So it makes total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like a VH4 is such a specific type of amp for a sound that I might use like a few times a year. So unless like I really can't afford luxuries like this, I wouldn't probably get that amp either. But getting like a mini head, it's what, 300 euros, dollars. Yeah, this is very affordable. Really cool thing. Available in three to four weeks at Thoman. Maybe, I can you quickly, uh, just while you're at Thoman, search for the diesel VH4 pedal or something. Let's see how much that costs. And there you go, VH4 pedal. There's, okay, 279, but is there two versions of this? Because it also presented me with VH... There have... Yeah, there have been many different versions of those pedals over the years. And so, yeah, that yeah, pedal is just 20 less. euros less than the mini head. And of course, it's going to sound different. And if you already have a clean amp that you use, uh, there's the full-size diesel VH4 head, which is closer to 3,000 euros than 300. Yes. 2,900 right now. So it's literally 10 times the price of that mini amp. Yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't sound 10 times as good. I mean, on the other hand, if you showed up to a metal gig with the mini amp or the full-sized head, I think people would laugh at you 10 times more for having the mini amp. But once you plugged it in, and of course yeah. you can plug it directly into a PA, you know, volume is not going to be a problem whatsoever. And these things are actually very loud. You know, it's 30 watts mm. at 16 ohms, I think they are. And that's loud enough to gig with in the vast majority of situations. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with all the like in-ears and stuff people use nowadays. Just makes sense. Uh, yeah. like I've had the Hughes and Get Nano Amp series as well. Those were like 20 watts. Again, kind of similar thing like Class D Power Amp, I think. Those things were loud. Like if you want to play an apartment, those are extremely loud, actually. Yep. For that type yep. of thing. So, But yeah, it, it's kind of funny that the diesel VH4 pedal costs Pretty much the same as the amp. And I gotta say, this is just so much cooler. It's like a real amp. And you don't need to it have like a, a real amp. platform amp to use that. So that that's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, from the amps that have been released right now, I'm not sure which one I would get. Maybe, like, I'm kind of intrigued by the Friedman right now just because... Um, for the very recent Harley Benton ALS video I just released, uh, I used the new X Fireman, which pretty much goes for the Friedman BEOD sound. Uh, that like hot rodded Marshall type of thing is amazing. So yeah, like well, I of the shot, ones. That, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, at Forty Two Gear Street, I shot a video on the BE Mini as well with Perfecto de Castro. Mm. our good friend and he made it sound absolutely amazing he was playing I it bet. with a friedman strat type guitar he did a lot of neck pickup stuff and he tried to make it a bit less high gain than it often is because the be yeah. overdrive pedal for me personally it's it's got way too much in it i use the dirty shirley overdrive pedal i've got one of them and i have the internal gain trim pot down as low as it'll go and it still does too much gain for me and the BE overdrive pedal has put me off in the past because of that. But hearing Perfecto de Castro play the BE mini head in that way made me really want that too. And I think that yep. of the three which are already out, 
that might be the one that I would also choose. Yeah. But who knows? That um that video with Perfecto will be coming out, I guess, next month or something like that. I gotta get it edited yeah. and sorted. So yeah. But they're yeah, great. Looking forward to and, that. You know, then. next year if if there are gonna be more things like a Soldano, like more Friedman's, maybe Tone Kings, maybe Morgan's, mm. there's gonna be so much great choice. And I expect yeah. that other companies will start doing stuff like this because it's just this is going to take a lot of sales away from other companies, I think. Yeah, and the thing is, like, uh, these things uh, also can work as, like, like a is, is the term gateway to, like, somebody who buys one of these, if at some point they actually have the funds, they might actually go for the bigger one as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, a lot, a lot of the times, that, that's what happens. You get the budget version, then lot. Then you get used to the sound, it becomes like part of your like guitarist identity, if you will. And if you suddenly have the means, uh, you get like you have an anniversary or something like you might go for the big head all of the sudden. That's how I've seen things like this happen many, many times in the past. So yeah. From a business strategist standpoint, this is a great idea as well. Yeah. Uh to the next thing. Supro has released the new Supro Royale 1 by 12 50 watt tube amplifier with super cleans, according to gearnews.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a clean amp with a lot of head headroom. So it's basically a 1 by 12 combo that can be either class A 35 watts or class AB 50 watts. There's three 12x7s and 12AT7 and a 12DW7. Doesn't a preamp tube? I don't know. And two 5881 power tubes in the power section. Sounds like a clean amp to me. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's what it's going to be. A loud, loud clean amplifier. Yeah. As with all Supros, it looks really cool. I like their design a lot. We zoom in on here on YouTube. That like just the control panel is so beautiful. Yeah, the design is lovely. It's it's very retro. I, I guess this is exactly how they looked back in the day. And these yeah. amps are going to appeal to a very specific kind of player, I think, aren't they? Definitely not for everybody yeah. in 2021 an amp like this, because if you just need a nice clean amplifier to play at home and you have limited volume levels that you could achieve, I believe that this is going to be kind of out of the question. Yeah. Yeah, my question is, like, who is this for? Like, what are the places where you can still use something like this? I mean, and they have a I master volume control, but, that's you yeah. know, it's it's not sure. to be played quietly, is it? Yeah, I'm guessing it's not. Seems like it has an effects loop, there's, like, a boost function as well, there's a built-in reverb. It has a lot of things in it. That's really nice. Yeah, so. it's cool. I mean, does it have built-in effects too or is it just a bit of reverb uh, there's a reverb and a boost but I don't think there's anything else okay well um, that's pretty cool I guess I yeah, mean Supro has done a couple of quite decent pedals in recent years you know they've done a reverb pedal they've mm. done a delay pedal an analog delay and they've been very well received they're quite expensive for, for what they are simple pedals but yeah. well made great sounds etc and it would have been interesting to see Maybe the delay in this amp or something to differentiate it slightly, but I feel that, mm. you know, there are Supro fans out there who will lap this kind of thing up. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not they... uh, super No, I was going to say, yeah. $1,500 is it's a kind of a mid-price. I'm assuming that these mm. are made in the USA. Could that be a false assumption? Mm. I'm not sure. Can mm. we see where they're built? I don't remember seeing anything about this anywhere, but... Can you see the back panel anywhere? It would would be written on there, I guess. Uh, no, no photos of the back panel, actually. Interesting. Oh. Okay. For this money, I'm guessing it's made in US, but I don't know. You, you, you would know, think so can never be price. sure. Yeah. Yeah, cool. but if you, you know, if you... If you like vintage clean tones, something a bit different from Fender, Supro is a great choice. I, I agree with you yeah. totally, Vlad, where I'm kind of wondering, you know, where the best usage case is for amps like this. But for yeah. people who want it, it's it's the perfect choice. My last strong memory of Supro is unfortunately not a good one because I remember they were at the second GitCon event at uh, Warwick and Framus in Mark Neukirchen yeah. in the deepest, darkest depths of East Germany. And yes. they had a a little stand there alongside some of the other brands. And they had a, a really nice guy there from the USA who was kind of the rep for the amps and who was playing them. But he was playing them extremely loudly for the entire duration of the event. And, you know, it sounded great. And he was a great player. And as I said, a lovely guy. But after four days of having a cranked Supro amp in your face from about six yeah. or seven meters away, you wanted to commit crimes. To, to stop that noise. So <laughs> that's my last memory of that. Yep. Exactly. But I mean, looks cool. Would be fun to try one out. Don't know if we have a Definitely. deal in Finland. So if somehow I end up being at NAM 2022, that may be there. We shall see. Yeah. If NAM happens but, next year, yeah. If it happens, it's still a big if. Imagine yeah, all the new gear that we've talked about yeah. since the last one that we're going to have to try out. There's going to be hundreds of videos that need to be made or companies that need to be met. It's, yeah. it's going to be amazing. Come yes. to Joyo Band Amp Series adds a Meteor 2 and Tweedy Amps into its Band Amp lineup. And I have personal experience with most Joyo Band Amps. Uh, we shot a fun video with I think it was with Colin in 2017 and the first GitCon. We were so young and beautiful that time. And uh, now we're less young, yes. but maybe even more beautiful. What? Uh, this is a cool, cool, cool amp range. And I think the version twos of these all have two different channels with dedicated controls, unless I'm mistaken. And for the one that they're asking, these sound amazing. I have a Joyo Media amp demo on my channel. Maybe even more than one demo, that is. And for the money, it sounds amazing. And it's super tiny. It's compact. I think you can uh, use the line out and you don't have to plug in a cabinet and you can record with it and stuff like that. It's great. And at 20 watts, it's pretty damn loud if you put it through a cabinet. So, yeah, cool little release. Yeah, these look cool. I remember your original videos with some of these, and I assume that these are even better, these 
Mark twos. Yeah. There is no retail price given on the article that we're looking at, but they're probably going to be that what? 150 euros, 200 tops. So very, very like affordable amplifiers. And as yep. you say, they're two channel. They have a clean and a dirty channel with separate controls for each. So that's kind of cool. You know, you see much bigger, mm. more expensive amps that share controls between one or two or three channels. And I personally always prefer having individual control of, let's say, the, the EQ stack for each channel. So this is, this is kind of mm. nice. Where would you put these in terms of kind of how modern or how vintage they sound? And what kind of distortion can people expect from them? Well, the uh, Meteor, they're not too subtle about it. Uh, let's see if I can zoom this photo. Uh, yeah, I can. So if we're looking at the media and it says MIDI or, or like O and R and number like the Roman numeral two are highlighted and this like they're not hiding the fact that this goes for the orange sound and uh, it's close-ish ah. to the orange rockaverb sound. It goes for okay. that sound and it works really well. So, and I actually, like, one of my most popular videos on the channel is me comparing the orange, uh, is it Tiny Terror? Like the smallest Tiny Terror? Yes, the, the or, Tiny Terror. Yeah, comparing that to this and, like, it's it's a bit more modern because the Rockerverb sound is a bit more modern than, like, the... Uh, I, I, well, I'm not sure. Maybe they're going for the different channels of the Amber, something like that. But like uh, the Joyo Media is a bit more high gain, a bit more modern, but there's definitely like an orange flavor to it. And yeah. Two channels makes it even more versatile. So well done. Cool. And oh, what yeah, about even the Tweedy? That. I mean, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing the Tweedy is a Fender amp. Yes, they kind of allude to that. <laughs> American classic vintage tone. So, yeah, and with the media, they say like the distortion side of AMP has a little bit of fuzz. Yes, which is kind of an orange thing as well. Yeah, this is a good, good range of amps. Very loud. I remember like even Phil X being impressed by these at that event. I think I switched yeah. one of the videos where he was trying this out. Has a Bluetooth connection as well, so you can stream your backing tracks into it and stuff like that. So, yeah, very really? nice. I think cool. that this area of the amplifier market, these small, compact heads that are, you know, not pocket change, but cost between 100 and 250, 300 euros or dollars, is really, really good right now. There's so many choices for people who want to do this. I mean, we've recently seen the mini amps from you know, the boutique amp distribution company. So we've got Joyo's yeah. on the one hand, we've got the Friedman Mini BE, if you want to go a bit more boutique in that range, and we've got the the Bogner and the Dietzel as well, and more to come from them. You've got Joyo, you've got other brands like Hughes and Kettner who do smaller amps, you've got the Orange, Tiny Terror, there's so many of them. So I think pretty much no matter what kind of guitar player you are these days, you've got a mini head that you can use. And they're very practical, aren't they? Like you said, I mean, they're super yep. loud. I mean, 20 watts, it's going to be loud enough for most things. You probably wouldn't want to really rely on it to play a gig with. 
especially if you are playing with a loud drummer. But if it can be plugged directly mm. into the PA as well, then no issues there whatsoever. Very, very cool. And it's kind of the situation where I can imagine people starting to build up collections of small amplifiers as they would have done mm. with pedals in the old days. Yeah. You know, if you want that Friedman BE sound, for example, instead of buying that pedal, you can buy a full mm. mini sized BE amp head. Mm. And if you want. Which actually, yeah. Mm. Which might actually bring you closer to that, like at the kind of real amp version sound. And a pedal, depending on what your amp you're using, for example. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's the other question, of course. But these just—it's such a great way of dipping your toe into another kind of genre, if that's what you want to do. If you are, for example, interested in going for the the orange rocker verb, and you mm. wanted to test it out in a way, and if this meteor is modeled on that, you can test one of those out, and if that works for you, consider going for the full size rocker verb. Yep. Pretty much, uh, yeah. We're checking out the Thorman website, and like there's two, at least two Mark II versions of this amp. So the Joyo Zombie, which is Mezaboogie, just saying, and then there was the Jackman, okay. which I think went for something else that I'm forgetting right now. But yeah, basically like 149 euros. That's cheaper than most of the pedals out there, like high quality, high gain drives. So yeah, these are cool solid option. state. Yeah. But analog amps, right? They're not yes. modelers, I yes. assume. Yeah, not mo not modeling solid state, but and yeah, and analog. Cool little amps. Hopefully, I get to try this out somewhere at some point. And there you go. Those were some of our favorite amp news we covered in 2021. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And as always, if you enjoy what we do and want to support what we do, there's a bunch of ways to do that in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And as we do here in Capic Friday's land, buy podcast and see you in 2022. Cheers.